welcome to our Life Group Leaders Lounge. My name is Brooks, and I'm joined, as usual, with my awesome co-host... Raquel. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> were say Raquel it. and Brayden. Yes, yes. We're glad you guys are here with us today. And just as a reminder, we're here to equip and inspire you to be the best Christ-centered leader you can be in whatever context you find yourself. Um, and so today, we are talking about large life groups, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So last week, if you didn't listen, in episode 10, we were talking about leading a smaller life group. What are the dynamics of leading a small life group? So if you haven't listened to that one, make sure you go back and check the last one. It was really good. So mm -hmm. today we're going to talk about what are some dynamics involved of leading a larger life group. So um, why don't we, let's begin with this question. Like how can we continue to develop authentic connection and authentic community when a life group is larger, when a life group gets gets bigger, you know, it starts to grow. More people are attracted yeah. to it. It starts to grow um, because there are challenges involved with um, a larger life group, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, what would you guys mm -hmm. say are some of the challenges of being in a larger life group? Um, I think it can feel impersonal sometimes. Mm -hmm. um, if the group is so large, those who um, tend not to speak anyway will definitely just kind of sink into that mm -hmm. and kind of, um, what's the word? Hide, I guess. Yeah, yeah. like <laughs> true. Those who are like introverted personalities probably find themselves overwhelmed and maybe even becoming more introverted because it's hard to find your place amongst the crowd. And uh, I would say the other challenge too would just be keeping everyone focused. Um, right. That could be a challenge unless everyone's just really engaged, but it could be a challenge when you have a lot of people and you're trying to keep everyone on the same page, moving along, trying to honor the time commitment you guys had. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. So it does get a little tricky when groups get bigger. It gets mm -hmm. a little more challenging. So um, what are some practical tips that you guys have seen as life group leaders um, that maybe speak to this, this idea of like, how can we, what are some practical tips we can share about how to make this um, a great experience for the people coming? Um, so I will sometimes on that first meeting, if we are just jam-packed. I remember one time we had 11 or 12 couples, so there was 24 of us in the mm -hmm. room. It's a lot of people. Yeah, that is. Yeah. Um, we dedicated that whole first meeting to uh, an icebreaker, and which you mentioned in previous uh, episodes. Yeah, we had a different podcast dumb all about and, icebreakers. So. Dumb and Oh, dumb yeah. And <laughs> yeah, having icebreakers that are both dumb and deep. And yeah, we, yeah, So yeah. we did. We asked a dumb and a deep question, mm -hmm. and we went around the room so that every person had a chance to speak um more than a chance it was it was like a requirement right yeah, yeah, what's yeah. your name mm -hmm. yeah. you know and and i learned so much about everybody in that just that one session and it wasn't a lesson it was just getting to know people and i think that is also so so valuable yeah so as a as a life group leader you are intentionally providing space for mm -hmm for all the people in your group to be heard, right? Because mm -hmm. that's still, even if you have a big group, that's still what we desire, is to have everyone have a chance to speak. Yeah. Um, and one thing I actually like that you said uh, before the podcast, is you were mentioning, you know, being intentional to encourage people to be even outside of the group. Uh, maybe if you do have a larger group, maybe people who are in your group that would want to meet together outside, that could be really beneficial too. Yes, we definitely make it part of the culture um, of our group that that's normal for mm -hmm. us to be meeting, um, outside of the group for whatever reason, you know, I, what are some examples of that? I, I asked, is anybody free tomorrow? I need to go buy a chicken. What? <laughs> yeah, no, for real. 
All it right. was a very <laughs> just a common example. Uh, I, 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 you know, well, just what's buy a relatable a chicken. example, Raquel? Uh, when you need to go buy a chicken, and not like when you need to go get chicken from come? the grocery store, yeah, but when you need to go live, buy a, a chicken, chicken, that is awesome. But next time you need to buy a chicken, I'm it calling definitely it. disarms people. I I needed the help. It was an opportunity to yeah. to bring somebody along and go in a car ride and get to know them even more and. You know, why not? And it was. People laugh. They're, they're like, okay, you know, and, and it was great. But it sets the culture for, yeah. for the more obvious, hey, you know, I like to walk on Thursdays. Who wants to come? Yep. Well, if they're going to go with Raquel to buy a chicken, I guess this is normal that we meet up during the right, week to do right. whatever yeah, it to do is. Life, to do life together, right? Yeah, yeah absolutely. No, yeah. that's good. That's good. Yeah. Brian, what about you? I mean, I would say one of the key things for me when, and I've had larger groups quite often in my experience of leading groups. And in, in fact, my current group is, depending on the week, 14 to 16-ish people. And it's great. We're having a wonderful dynamic. So I don't say it in a negative way at all. But one of the things I try to do every week is have multiple chances for the the group to split into smaller groups. And so I facilitate that very intentionally. Part of my planning process is to think, how can I get them to break off to discuss either key things about the content or even just personal things? So I think it just depends, too, when you're looking at your lesson plan for that week, uh, to include both. Have times to break into smaller groups for just, again, just dumb reasons if you want to call it that like personal mm-hmm. reasons uh, to get to know each other but also content wise like you can drive the content and still lead it as the, the leader um, but also have chance to discuss in much smaller groups and then bring it back to the large group there's yeah. so many ways That's you can good. mold you it. can do that you can mm-hmm. do a lot of ways and even for maybe for our listeners that maybe have a smaller group you know they, they're hearing this they're like well my group is four people yeah. you know it's not larger I think what, what Brady mentioned is, is really useful in all contexts because True. Like I know even in some of the groups I've been involved with, even if we had five, six people, I would split people in pairs and I would say, instead of an icebreaker today, just have a time to get to know somebody that you don't necessarily know. Mm -hmm. And so I would just start splitting people off Mm -hmm. and then it could just be, hey, pray for one another or it could be, here's a question I want you to process, but it's intentionally providing space for people to connect with one another yeah. because that's, you know, that's a big part of what we do here, right? So we want to develop authentic relationships here at New Break Church. And so that's something we want to be constantly thinking about and providing space for that can be really, really helpful. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think one other thing to do is, you know, if you do have a larger group is, you know, start, start um, trying to think about how can you get as many people involved in the discussion as possible. So if you are, if you are seeing that some people maybe aren't in uh, like, involved or aren't talking then maybe you can even invite them to share mm-hmm. into those moments you know yeah. so as a leader you just want to be cognizant of where your group is at and who's talking and who has just gone super quiet for a moment it's you know? it's almost like learning how to lead by like again moving the content forward but with questions along the way very yeah. good thoughtful open-ended questions absolutely that help continually make it conversational especially as mm-hmm. a large group absolutely yeah i just want to add oh are you gonna say something Rico? yeah i was gonna say if i see um somebody who's quiet and um but I feel like they will speak if I call on them I'm I'm not like you you know yeah, yeah, <laughs> what yeah. do you have to say I'll say hey I see that you're processing you know what nice. are you what are you thinking yeah Tell that's me. good like that's share good. yeah that's good that's yeah. good we could do a whole podcast on just those kinds of questions yeah. I think those that would be really yeah. helpful so you know the lastly I just I want us to think about so one thing when I when I consider being in a small group is you know, planning for the future because if your group continues to grow and grow and grow to the point where it's a wonderful dynamic, but maybe not everyone is being heard, and maybe the size is too big for your place, mm. um, 
then what I would encourage you to do and think about is start to raise up someone that mm-hmm. can eventually multiply your group, mm-hmm. right? Because we, we uh, are really interested in identifying leadership potential in people mm-hmm. and seeing them as apprentice leaders that we could eventually help to launch their own group. Growing, growing groups. Yeah, absolutely. Always, yeah. Because I mean, if, if our churches are growing, then groups should need, need to be growing too. Mm-hmm. So that the way there's always a place there's for people space. to be shepherded. Because mm-hmm. yeah. this is something that Brooks, you were saying before this podcast started, but like, it's not even just about the logistics of, do we have enough space in our house or wherever we're meeting, yeah. but do we have enough space and almost like in my heart to like shepherd these people well? Right. So yeah. it, when we're, when you're at that capacity and you might have to discern what that number is for you or whatever, right. but if you can't shepherd those people well, then maybe it's the Holy Spirit leading you to multiply. Yeah, yeah. that's good. That's good. And we'll, we'll talk more about apprentice, uh, raising yeah. up apprentice leaders and how to train them and all that um, coming up in the future. So yeah. make sure you uh, stick around for that. But I think this was a great conversation. It was good to process together. I look forward to next week's podcast. Mm-hmm. But uh, Brady Raquel, thanks for being here. Yeah. Thanks, producer Ryan, for uh, producing us. And uh, yeah, I hope you guys have a great week.